As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Can you handle it? The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Mike Collins and E.B. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike Collins. I'm here with my friend EB. We're ready for some great theme park talk. Great theme park talk because the season is right around the corner. The parks are starting to open up, Mike. It's April. Hooray. Yes, I'm so excited about that. It's always fun. If you follow somebody's Instagram feed and you start seeing it just pop up with shots in the park, that's a lot of fun to see. Like, you know, it, the, the winter is gone. People are out in the parks. It's colorful. It's fun. And that's why we love doing Coaster Radio. That's right. And both of us, me and you, we both have trip reports from some of the first parks that we've been to this year. So that's going to be coming up in the second half of the show. We're also going to be introducing round two in the coaster names brackets. That's happening on this week's episode. I'm so excited to talk about that because we have some fascinating matchups in our search to find the greatest roller coaster name of all time. It's really interesting. You've got some old school names versus some new school names. You actually have one round. There's actually one um, uh, competition going on with two roller coasters from the same park as well. Really interesting. I like that. So if you're listening right now at a computer, brackets.coasterradio.com. If you're driving, just open up your laptop and go to brackets.coasterradio.com. You can see that. You can get used to it because we'll talk about it in just a little bit. But Mike, first up is our first drop. You know, speaking of that roller coaster brackets, if you look at round two, the Raven, the number 25 seed, is going up against Volcano the Blast Coaster, the number mm -hmm. nine, nine seed. Right now, the Raven is winning 56% to 43%. But we'll, we'll talk about that more in a minute. The reason I bring that up is because Volcano the Blast Coaster is in the news, and not just because it is shut down, but because it is being dismantled in front of our eyes. It's being blasted. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Coaster. So they they had well first two things that were funny. We talked about this last week, but there was kind of a coaster boy memoriam set up outside the queue of Volcano the Blast Coaster, and that was kind of hilarious. That coaster boys were lighting candles and putting flowers down by the entrance, which was which, very cute. Eb, I like that. 
It's, it was funny. It was funny, if if mildly inappropriate. Yeah. But okay. But because of the location of Volcano the Blast Coaster, it's very easy to see what they're going to do and how they're going to be able to tear that down. Because this is happening during the on season, like they're not going to be able to hide it. It's too big. So we're going to see them like tearing out the track. And the question is, are they going to tear down the mountain? Well, it looks like it. See, people were wondering, like, why are there chunks of the mountain being taken out? Well, maybe that's just access, right? They need to be able to get the trucks in or to get the equipment in and out or to move the the coaster track. Well, or is it that they're actually getting ready to take the whole mountain down? And it's starting to look like they're not making surgical cuts to just get access to this mountain. They're going to take the mountain down. Yeah, it's at this point. I don't see how they could salvage the mountain. I think that the mountain originally was built to house three rides. So it was mm-hmm. the Haunted River, Smurf Mountain, and then the Time Shaft. And Time then, Shaft. And kind of an auxiliary mountain. They had Mount Kilimanjaro, which was one of those Bay and Curve rides that mm-hmm. you would have loved. And then Time Shaft was, of course, was one of those great rotors. And I remember mm-hmm. as a kid being terrified of that ride because you'd have to go down into the mountain and then you'd be on top of the rotor and the queue would go down in a spiral and then you'd enter it inside that way. But it was it was one of the coolest rotors ever because they had like a whole light show going on because it was basically in the dark. Yeah, no, I'm, the, the, the mountain idea, I mean, they could have put those same rides out in the open. Well, yeah. maybe not the river, but they could have. But instead, they put them in a mountain, anything inside something. I mean, it's just like doing the Cosmotron or something like that, where it's just a scrambler in the dark. Yeah. Right. Or the what's the uh, the psychodrome or whatever. Any of those rides, you put them in a the dark, they're going to be that much better. All, right. all parks should have a, a mountain. And now yeah. Kings, Kings Dominion will not. Well, and that's the thing, because that mountain was built originally at the house of those rides. Then Intamin came in, built Volcano, but they gutted the mountain and essentially put the supports right through the mountain. I mean, right. You know, which is fine. Again, if you're going to build a ride, you could build volcano, the blast coaster outside. And you know, if you are lame, you would still call it volcano, the blast coaster, (laughs) but why not put it in the mountain? It's great. It works great. And I had no problem with the way that they did the supports. It looked really cool because it looked like, you know, a volcano was popping out all over the place. Yeah. And I guess the thing is though, to remove that ride, there's no way to really you're going to have a mountain full of holes. But that's the good question. Are they going to be able to save this? Because that's kind of iconic in that section of the park. It would be so weird to walk over to that Congo area and not have the mountain. It'd be so weird. Yeah, well, I think that's happening, Mike. I think you're going to lose your mountain. We'll see. I mean, we might be surprised, but I think the mountain is going away. Yeah, it would be interesting if King's Dominion stepped up and said, here are our plans. Unless they don't know. Maybe this happens so quick that they're kind of scrambling and they're like, we got to figure out something for that area. But it would be interesting to say like, hey, along with Volcano coming down, the mountain's going to come down. But we're working on a fantastic idea for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is interesting. Why not leave it standing but not operating and then take it all down in the off season, yeah. unless maybe they do have a plan. They're not ready to announce yet, right? Because they're right. still trying to sell season tickets for this year. So maybe they need to get the mountain down because once, you know, October, November hits, they're going to break ground on giant Kings Dominion coaster 2020. Yeah. Is there a PR win here? Like that people are Instagramming photos of volcano and, you know, talking about it a lot online. And like, it's, it's not just in the theme park enthusiast community and the roller coaster and it's actually gone out i think into the general public this is being talked about in a lot of different places 
Well, it, like you said, it's iconic, right? It, yeah. This is, I mean, the only thing that would be worse is if they took out the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, right. It, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if you ask any adult who grew up in the area, name three things that are at King's Dominion, they're going to, there you go. It's going to be the Eiffel Tower. It's going to be Volcano. Yeah. Well, we asked the audience who is watching us record live right now, do you think Volcano's Mountain will stay? 90% of the audience says no, with only 10% saying that it will. So yeah. I think they are they are with us there. And it's going to be interesting. But I, I think this might be an opportunity for King's Dominion and Cedar Fair to kind of milk this a little bit, have some fun with it, because people are talking about it. And when people show up to the park this summer, I think they're going to be people who are shocked. One, that Volcano isn't open, but two, that maybe the mountain will be coming down. Yeah. And maybe that's what they need to do is come up with some sort of PR thing where they can do some sort of like we're on a journey to the center of the earth. We have to uncover the beast beneath the mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do something cute with it so that when you do announce whatever's coming in, then it maybe ties in like do some sort of teaser campaign to yeah. go along with the volcano coming down. Yeah. But Mike, maybe they don't have that yet. Maybe, maybe not. They don't have anything. You know, it would be cool though. I, I, I wonder if the mountain structurally is safe enough to where you could do a haunt inside, you know, some t- or maybe two haunts. It's big enough. You might be able to do some really cool stuff inside. I, I don't know if they, they would want people walking through there, but imagine if they could, that'd be great. Oh yeah. I wonder how much like pathways are still in there at all yeah or could could they put up some of some kind i don't know Hmm. nothing elevated i wouldn't think but i mean yeah it's a big space yeah or how about the queue the queue is pretty long yeah that's true you could do that sure inside the mountain might be neat so anyway smaug Smaug is in there (laughs) so we'll see we'll see what goes on with that cumberbatch yes So that's just one of the stories happening right now, but we're going to quickly go through some of the other big headlines happening in the amusement industry this week. It's our segment we call Quick Hits. Quick Hits. I wanted to talk about this one real fast, EB. As of our recording date, it's April 2nd right now. We normally wouldn't tell you that, except we want to say it, because as of this moment, there's been no new updates about that accident in Las Vegas on the El Loco roller coaster at Circus Circus. Well, I did read one article that did confirm that the ride was in motion. Oh, okay. So there's a little when something. When she fell out. Yeah. But, but otherwise, we still know nothing about this lady. A lady fell out of the El Loco roller coaster in the Adventure Dome at Circus Circus in Las Vegas. She was injured enough to warrant going to the hospital. But that's it. That's all we know. I was and thinking it's because— The story's done and yeah. gone. Is, are the reporters out there lazy because they've legalized marijuana? And that the guys are like going and smoking some weed and they're not like doing their jobs. They're like, hey, man, I don't need to follow up on the facts, man. Like, no. is, is, is that what's happening? Are they smoking? That is the- not what's happening. No, what is happening is that that night in Las Vegas, hundreds of people fell off of things <laughs> and went to the hospital. In, in that so it's city, not news. Yeah, in that city, that happens a lot. You just walk down the strip, you see people like, falling Like, I have yeah. no doubt. I mean, that's not an exaggeration or a joke. I'm sure hundreds of people fell off of things yeah. in Las Vegas that same night. I'm going to go back to my original theory in that it was a lady who is either drunk or terrified and that there's a good 15 or 20 seconds once you leave the station before you hit the lift hill. And I think that somehow she wiggled out of that exact spot or somehow got out of the restraint and fell at that point so that the fall was not serious. But it was enough to where the park is like, and, you know, Las Vegas was the city of Las Vegas. is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If somebody can get out of the restraint, we need to shut this down and figure out why. That's what I think happened. 
I think nobody cares. That's what I think. <laughs> Maybe that's why nobody's following up. Nobody cares. I think nobody cares because nobody even thinks of the Adventure Dome as a real amusement park, right? If it was, you know, somebody fell out of the Oloka roller coaster at Hershey Park. Yeah. Well, that would be in the news. Yeah. But this is the Adventure Dome in Las Vegas. <laughs> Not really a theme park. So, yeah. 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 All right. There we go. Speaking of restraints. I kind of got excited when I saw videos of Tigris at Busch Gardens Tampa testing without the over-the-shoulder restraints. But okay. now we have some more video. They're testing it again. They do have those comfort collars indeed attached to Tigris. The comfort collars That's on this launch coaster. But you think this is a good idea. You know, the more I thought about it, I was really excited to ride it just like uh, the Superman ride at Discovery Kingdom does not have them. But I rode... Tempesto just the other day I took a ride mm -hmm. on it and it was forceful like especially in some of the seats in the front and back like it's very forceful to where you get whipped forward and I wondered what that would feel like if I didn't have that restraint kind of holding me in on my chest because I just felt the forces kind of throw me forward and I just wonder if that would be uncomfortable with the forces that ride makes. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on if you were bracing yourself for it. Were you surprised by the forces? Did they catch you off guard? Uh, it, it did a little bit, even though I had ridden the ride before. But I was surprised at that initial force that kind of like threw me almost out of my seat, but to where I felt my chest go forward. So like I wondered if I didn't have that comfort collar, as they say, kind of holding me in. Collar. You know, and I don't know, but I guess if they have it on... You know, out in the California version, it must be all right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be interesting to have the experience of being able to ride with and without um, paying attention to that to yeah. be able to compare and contrast. Yeah. So anyway, I'd love to hear from somebody who rode the one at Discovery Kingdom and the one like a Tempesto or something with the comfort collars just to compare and contrast. If you ever want to call us or leave us an email at feedback at coasterradio.com, we'd love to hear about that. We'll talk about it on the show. Great. Yeah. One last thing kind of good news but a lot of people were very excited about the stranger things house at halloween mm -hmm. horror nights last year it's coming back this year not only to orlando but also to hollywood as well well great people love stranger things and season three is around the corner so that's yeah. fine yeah it looks good they got to hurry up with those seasons those kids are getting older i saw the trailer those kids, those kids are starting to look <laughs> old man it's doing like the walking dead thing where it's like wait a minute that kid was eight when we started yes. now he's 20 yeah he's he's like growing a little stash and stuff it's like you know all of them but i uh, i think i think maybe they've got like one or two more seasons in them and that might be it unless they do it like you know hey they go to college and strange things happen in college you drink a lot and smoke the stranger, weed. <laughs> stranger things the college years yeah Preg get sure, a girl pregnant. Not? I don't know. Those are the strange things. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. The Demogorgon is <laughs> going to class. <laughs> this calculus class is very difficult. <laughs> That'd be good. Bite. It opens up that big flower face mouth. <laughs> Bites the teacher. There you go. That could be what they do. Yeah. All right. So there's our quick hits, guys. Remember, quick hits is also a daily news flash briefing by coasterradio.com it's called theme park news and you can find it as a podcast you can find it at coasterradio.com or you can ask your smart speaker it's on google home devices and the alexa device so ask your smart speaker for theme park news from coasterradio.com and listen to theme park news quick hits and first drop news stories every single day yeah i had to laugh i went back through some old messages and emails and there was somebody who said like hey i wish coasterradio.com was every day and on a podcast years ago you guys you i think you you said it eb and i agreed with you we said like there's no way that would ever happen that's too much work we would never do a daily podcast but here it is 
here it is. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Team we talked news. Yeah, we talked about uh, Universal Studios and you know, Orlando and Hollywood. We are actually going out to Southern California. We're going to be right by Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, EB, you're going, right? I think I'm coming with you. You're doing the VIP tour. Yes, we, we've got a couple of folks, I think, that are going to be trying to hit Universal on that same day. So, yeah, we're planning a big uh, Southern California meetup extravaganza. The actual meetup day itself is going to be Friday, June 21st at Six Flags Magic Mountain. This is a special ticketed event to come and hang out with coasterradio.com listeners and me and mike we're going to do a podcast we're going to have two meals catered inside the park we're going to have 90 minutes of ert in the morning you get free parking with this you get the games you get the camaraderie you get the fun and it is at meetup.coasterradio.com to find out more information about that friday june 21st event at six flags magic mountain but yeah mike you're absolutely right it's going to be a week i think of fun because we're gonna go to disney um universal that wednesday before i think people are talking about going to knott's berry farm on saturday um i'm thinking i might go back again to magic mountain on monday so we've got big plans so plan right now this is your summer trip guys coasterradio.com meetup.coasterradio.com is the website to find out got to get the tickets and it's good prices below the gate price june 21st six flags magic mountain i'm excited to see all of our west coast friends we haven't seen them in a while we've been doing a lot of the meetups on the east coast and the midwest so this is a chance for anybody who's listening to the show out there to come out if you've never been to a meetup before wouldn't you say eb like the the group who shows up to this are so friendly and welcoming and there have been people who showed up and said, hey, you know, I didn't think I wanted to come to this. I was really kind of scared to come to it and just wondered what it would be like. But now I'm coming to all of them from now on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Every single meetup, we we meet folks who say, you know, I don't I listen to the podcast and I like theme parks and roller coasters, but I don't have any friends that are as into it as me. And so I decided to come by myself to this thing. Yeah. And I'm having a great time, and I'm so glad I did. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have any possibility of being able to get to Southern California to get to Six Flags Magic Mountain on Friday, June 21st, please, we want you there. This is the whole thing, guys. We want you there to hang out with us, to see a podcast get done live, to hang out, ride rides, the whole thing. Meetup.coasterradio.com to find out about tickets. Absolutely. So we talked about the coaster brackets that are currently up right now, and a lot of people do coaster brackets to celebrate the NCAA tournament and stuff. But we're doing it a little differently. The way we're doing it is not about which roller coaster is the best, but what roller coaster name is the best. That's right. We've been talking about this for a while now in the offseason. We've been bringing the parks into it, finding out why they named their roller coasters certain things. We had the listeners, you know, chip in with their ideas about what makes a good coaster name. But now it's time to decide with the coaster name bracket. So this is at brackets.coasterradio.com. We started with 32. The voting happened, and now we're down to the sweet 16. And round two voting is happening now, Mike. Yeah, let's go through and see some of the fun matchups here. So Space Mountain, the number one seed, made it through. They are going against the number 17 seed, Mystic Timbers. What do you think about that? Uh, they're both really good names. See, this is what's going to start happening now yeah. as we continue mm-hmm. to, to move down through the brackets. Those are both really, really good names. But see, and now you have to really also think about, you have to take the ride out of it, right? Space yes. Mountain is inside that really cool building in the dark with the lights. But if I take that away and I just say the name itself, I think Mystic Timbers is a better name. Mm. You know, I was surprised because right now the voting is 54% Space Mountain, 45% Mystic Timbers. I thought this was going to be a runaway for Space Mountain, but not so. 
Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So that is one uh, competition going on right now. We also have number twenty-five, The Raven, versus number nine, Volcano, The Blast Coaster. We talked about that a little earlier. So, yeah, but I, I love The Raven. I mean, I really like The Raven as a roller coaster. But Volcano, The Blast Coaster, it's such a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. You so, can you pick when you think of that name. Even if you've never seen Volcano the Blast Coaster, that's that's yeah. the ride you think of. Sure, sure. It's a really interesting range. Right now, it's 43% to the Ravens, 56%. But I have a feeling that's going to get a lot closer as people start voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We also have number four, The Beast, versus number 20, Deja Vu. Yeah, I mean, The Beast is a great name, but I really like Deja Vu because it tells me what, exactly what that roller coaster is going to do. But I guess Beast does also, doesn't it? Yeah. You're Beast liking the huge. underdogs. You like the underdogs here because uh, Deja Vu is certainly, uh, currently at 18% to The Beast's 81%. The Beast is a really good name. I mean, there's nothing – The Beast, you know it's going to be the tallest, fastest, biggest roller coaster, and that's what The Beast is. Yeah. Here's another good one. Number five, Loch Ness Monster versus number 12, Maverick. Uh, I like Loch Ness Monster on this one. Yeah, I do too. A lot of other people do too. It's winning 56% to 43%. Here's one that I love. It's the second Cedar Point roller coaster name that's in there. Number 18, Millennium Force versus number two, Cyclone. Millennium Force is a dumb name. <laughs> it's it's not a great name when you think about I it. I don't know how it made it to this round. It beat the Big Bad Wolf. Yeah, a lot of people shocked by that. That Millennium in round Force. One, yeah, it and, shouldn't have. Yeah, it beat um, number fifteen, Big Bad Wolf, fifty nine percent to forty one percent. I have a feeling Millennium Force will probably go down in this round against the Cyclone. The Cyclone is a classic name. When you hear the Cyclone, that's that's a name that invokes fear. I think, and and that's one of the things we're not talking about. What's the best ride? We're talking about what's the best name? I've always thought Millennium Force was a dumb name. It's a fantastic roller coaster, and I like that it invokes like a new era and a new century and stuff like that. But come on, Cyclone, and I think a lot of people agree with us. Sixty nine percent for Cyclone, thirty percent for Millennium Force right now. Force, yeah, good. All right, Great American Scream Machine at number seven versus number twenty three Alpengeist. It's our first upset, EB, 63% right now, going for Alpengeist, 36% for the Great American Scream Machine. Oh, see, I, I, I like the underdog here, too. Alpengeist is a great name. It's a weird it's a weird name, but it it's like a big ghost. <laughs> Alpengeist. I don't know what that means, but that's what it makes me think it, it, yeah. it means. In our next game, uh, the one lone European roller coaster that's made it this far, number three, Nemesis, from Alton mm-hmm. Towers versus number 19, The Voyage. Uh, Nemesis ahead right now, 63% to 36%. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Nemesis, I like it because you have to go up against it, right? But it's yeah. not. But the voyage is great, too, because it tells you it's a long ride. It's a, it's, it's a voyage. I'm traveling. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised at this so far. I, I was really thinking that the voyage might pick up more votes. We'll see. Uh, Holiday World has been tweeting about this contest and stuff, so we'll see if some of their fans come through. But that's the thing. I think the parks actually have to tweet about this if they want to stay in it. Because all it would take is Holiday World, like, sending out a couple tweets, and automatically, I think, they would pull ahead. Maybe so. Maybe so. I, but I, a, a lot of these matchups, you also have to look ahead to the next round, right? Like, I yeah. don't think—I don't know. I don't think Nemesis or Voyage is going to be able to make it past the next round, whichever one wins. The same thing with Cyclone and Millennium Force. Whichever one makes it to the next round isn't going to win. Oh, really? You think? So, Cause... Y- yeah, I think, well, I think when we get down to the Elite Eight, I think you're going to start seeing blowouts. Yeah. Last we'll one here in the Sweet 16 is two rides from Hershey Park. It just kind of ended up that way. Number six, Super Duper Looper versus number 11, Sky Rush. 
See, and again, these two are really good coaster names. And I think if either of these wins, either of these roller coasters beats Nemesis in the Voyage. Okay, there you go. See, so this is what it is interesting when you look at brackets.coasterradio.com. Not only can you vote, you can also kind of look ahead and pick your brackets and see who you think is going to go ahead. I'd be curious what people think are going to be in the Elite Eight, the, the Final Four, and the, a winner. Because we've got some really good names here in this coaster bracket. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling, oh boy, it's hard, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna. Be, I think we're gonna see the beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're gonna see the beast. I think we're gonna see uh, Space Mountain. Yeah. And then, oh boy, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Alpengeist and Super Duper Looper. I don't know. Yeah, I know we'll those. See. That might be a good Final Four. That could be a Final Four right there. We'll have to see. Yeah, but this is fun. I'm excited about this. So the best roller coaster name, not yeah. the best coaster. So brackets.coasterradio.com. You can vote. We need your influence. So get over there and vote now and take a look ahead at the brackets. We're going to leave this up for what, like a week or two, and then we'll go down to the uh, the Elite Eight. And then we'll keep whittling it down. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, you got to get your vote in by April 16th. But it's really easy to vote on your computer, but also on your mobile phone. Uh, this, this system that we're using makes it really easy to see right on your phone. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very friendly. Brackets.coasterradio.com. And then up there at the top corner of the page, click Vote Now. And it takes you right through all of the matchups. Yeah. Easy peasy. So, so we've got all of this great technology for, you know, the, the polling that we do and for the brackets and stuff. But we also have old school technology, too. It's part of our CoasterRadio.com mailbag. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. I love that song so much. EB, you got some mail. It's been a couple weeks, but I think the we mailbox did. has been full, right? Yeah, so we got we did get some mail. It's a coasterradio.com, P.O. Box 3399, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402. And of course, first off, we got a we have a postcard here. And it is um these soldiers, it's like a it's a painting here. It says Etienne Prosper Burn Belacure. Oh. Oil on canvas, the August Heckscher collection, the Heckscher Museum, Huntington, New York. And it yeah, it looks like it's I don't know if those are French soldiers waiting to get on a train is what it looks oh, like. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> like uh-huh. old, an old-timey oil painting. And it's uh, it's from G4 again. Dear oh, Mike great. and EB, I think I may have lost me marbles with this one. <laughs> Somehow I've managed to run out of dates in this hemisphere, so I'm flying to France for one. Oh. Run out of dates like a like a girl? Like a girl? So he's going, he's going to meet a girl in France? I like this. Since I'm too much of a dork, that's not all. I grew up with the original concept for Disney... Hollywood MGM Studios and Universal Orlando, that of showing how the movies are made. As a kid, I loved Jaws, Disaster, The Backlot Tour, Twister, etc. I also always wanted to see Lights, Motor, Action, but never got to. So imagine my horror when I learned that the Orlando one had uh, died in 2016 for Star Wars. Yeah. And the Paris one will be no more on March 29th for Marvel Land. Tickets booked. So oh. sign, sign G4 there. And I don't know if that he's going to get to ride it or not. So maybe it's it's oh, hopefully if he's going to France, going to France for a date and to ride nice. a ride that he's always wanted to ride. That's so a good place to take G4. a date. Yeah. You know, we are losing the rides that show how the movies are made um, more for rides that just put you in the movies. You know, like right. what, there used to be a lot at Universal Studios, Florida, where you would actually see how things were done. Those are kind of going by the wayside. 
Yeah, more of the backlot tour rather than ride the movies. Yeah, yeah. And even like all of the backlot stuff in Orlando is done. Like they used to actually go on tours at Disney's Hollywood Studios and Universal Studios Florida. Those are done. Those are totally mm-hmm. done. I think the only one that's left right now in the States is Univer- I mean, Universal Studios Hollywood, which you're going to get to go do. Yes, 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 yes. Very excited. Yes, all right, I got a, we got a, a actual package here, Mike. Oh, nice. Okay. So we've got a package. I am still shocked we actually get mail. Oh, listen to that. You're really ripping it open there. We'll open it up. Oh, yeah. there's something smaller inside. Okay. Is oh, it... excellent. Cool. Okay, I'll read you the I'll read you the note. It's it's two two small packages wrapped in tissue paper and it's and there's a note. It says, Hi Mike and E B, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Alex, and I'm from the coasterless state of Delaware. Oh <laughs> no. Yeah. A while ago I made some roller coaster coasters, aka roller coasters. Coasters, and that's what that's what's in these little packages. It's actual drink coasters, Mike. Nice. And I posted them on the R slash roller coaster subreddit page on Reddit. They were an instant hit, and EB convinced me to send them to him. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and that's what the, that's what we have here. Um, and a set to give away at the Coaster Radio Magic Mountain meetup. Wonderful. Cool. That's great. So these coasters can be found. Oh, now here's this plug. Bold and Brash Studios on Etsy and you can view photos of recent orders at bold brash studio on Instagram and Twitter. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Alex PS. The are you serious girls are my favorite cameo characters. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hold one of those up on the camera. EB so I can so, yeah, see those. I'll yeah, open them up. So this is the, uh, this is the Kings Island set. I think cause I can see through the tissue paper that the first one is Banshee. And yes, yeah, so they're, they're, they're very, they're simple wood coasters and he's color printed oh, nice. somehow or Look at those. Some sort of transfer. There's Mystic Timbers. There's Banshee. Oh, there's Beast. And this is the the coast the roller coaster logos. Yes, is what is what is on these. And the bat. Oh, cool. The bat. That, that's such a good logo. That's we should do really a coaster cool. bracket for the logos. Look at that. Oh, that's and nice. There are Magic Mountain meetup coasters that we will be giving away. We have Tatsu. Oh, cool. There we go. Great logo. Goliath X2 and. West Coast Racers. Beautiful work. That's great. That's really nice. That's something that would be really cool in somebody's house or somebody's bar or something. Or somebody's tiki bar, perhaps. Uh, 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 uh. Maybe maybe you'll you'll win the raffle, Mike. Yes, we'll do I, it before I'll, I'll the meetup itself out in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, only one person here, Mike. You win. <laughs> no, that's well, great. Yeah, that's and then great. We have <clears throat> one more piece of mail, Mike, and it is a it is an envelope. A padded envelope oh, there we with go. familiar with a familiar label. And it is puzzle pieces. Oh, more puzzle pieces. Oh. So we know that this picture, that the puzzle pieces assemble. We've been getting puzzle pieces in the mail, long-time listeners. Yeah. Uh, not, not even long-time listeners. All off-season, we've been getting puzzle pieces in the mail. We've been assembling them, and I've been posting the, the pictures of the, the puzzle as it is assembled on Facebook. We decided, Mike, that we know what this picture is now. It's Mark Shapiro. Yes. Somebody actually found a photo of Mark Shapiro online, and they matched it up against the puzzle pieces you already have. And it is. It is because you see the torso, and it's the exact same outfit. But what they did is they photoshopped around it, right? So we do know that it is a photo of Mark Shapiro, but you're still getting the pieces. Yes, so this must this must be a custom puzzle that this person had ordered or created themselves somehow because obviously there is no actual puzzle for sale of Mark Shapiro. <laughs> and so we're still putting pieces together. There is still no new information. I'm guessing it's going to be like maybe the face is going to be something weird or maybe. maybe he's got like a speech bubble where he's like razzing on us. I don't know. Who knows? But 
the puzzle's still coming together, but of course, with the puzzle pieces, we've always also gotten a note. Oh. And it's usually in prose, Mike. Yes. So let's see what the note says this time. Okay. And I unfold it, and it says, I'm tired of poems. <laughs> that's it? That's that's all it says. I look, it's, it's typewritten. I'm tired of poems. <laughs> you, in the past, it's been like a nice little poem yeah. of some sort. But no, they're, I guess we're coming to the end, perhaps, of the puzzle mystery yeah. uh, with the uh, CoastaRadio.com mailbag. Uh, that's CoastaRadio.com, P.O. Box 3399, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402, if you want to send us something in the mail. I love it. I love it. And it gets you right to the front of the line, too. Emails sometimes take a little while to get onto the show, but... Stuff that goes to the mailbag, right to the front. <laughs> I love cool. it. I love it. Speaking of right to the front, EB, I, I want to hear about your trip to, we, we heard it a couple weeks ago about you going to Six Flags over Texas. Then a couple days later, you were at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. I've been waiting two weeks to hear about your trip report to there. And I'm curious mm-hmm. if you got to the front of the line on many of their great rides there. Well, the Fiesta, Texas trip, oh, it was a bust. Oh, a no. Bust. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my summary. I mean, we'll, we can talk details here a little bit, and I'll, I'll take you through my day. But, yeah, so Six Flags over Texas was a typical Six Flags park, and it was fine. I shouldn't be ragging on it so much. It was just – it was fine. But everybody was saying, and you, Mike, also, Fiesta Texas, best one in the chain. You're going to love it. Yeah. I'm hyped. I'm excited. The kids are feeling good about this. We're going to go down there. We get down there. We see all the rides. We see the big cliff, that quarry wall. It looks so cool. And then we waited in line <laughs> to get to the parking lot. Oh, no. For 40 minutes. Oh. At the, to get into the parking lot you were waiting? They had eight gates available for cars to pass through. Yeah. They had three open. Oh, no. Oh, no. So the park opens at 1030 in the morning, and we were there at about 1020. Yeah. 1025, right? Yeah. Perfectly fine time to arrive at the uh-huh. park. Sure. We didn't get in, We didn't get into the park till after 11. Oh, no. Yeah, so it took a long time to get through those gates. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they don't have, like, a special lane for the super elite Diamond nope. Elite Lane or nothing no, like that. They really, and, and they and they really should. I feel like, or they should, or they should somehow make it be. I don't know. Organize it better with like you know what you're doing and you have your stuff ready, and you're a dumbass and mm-hmm. you're going to take a long time talking to the guy. And maybe those are the different lanes. I don't know. I don't know. It took. I'm always curious. Whenever I'm waiting in a long line, this is a sidebar. Whenever I'm waiting in a long line, I'm always curious about what are the other people doing that I'm not doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you uh-huh. ever waited in line for a bathroom and a guy goes into the bathroom and then you start just counting? Yes. It's like, okay, he took 40 seconds to go to the bathroom. And then yeah. somebody else goes in. It's like, he took 114 seconds to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, how long does it really take sure, to go to the bathroom? And then sure. you go in there and you start counting and you're like, I'm doing my business. I know there's a long line. I'm going to wash my hands real quick. Get out the door. It took me 28 seconds. Yeah. What are you guys doing? EB, I have thought the exact same thing when I am in line at a theme park for parking and I see people ahead of me having a conversation with the person after they've done their transaction, the lady has given back the change. She's given the parking ticket. She said goodbye. And then the person starts talking. And you're like, what on what the hell do you have to talk to her about? Like, there's nothing to talk about. You've done the transaction. Move on. Let's get our car. You know, through. there's a line. Yes. Yeah. Why are you like holding up the line? If you've got a question, go to guest relations. This lady isn't going to help you. 
What's going no. on? Yeah. Well, I, one of the things that held up the line is I went up there and I gave him my, my I had my printed out reserve parking pass. But I said to him, I said, where do I go to get to the reserve parking? Yes. And he said, oh, let me show you. He had a piece of paper that was laminated. And he got that out and then he wipes it off carefully with a rag and gets out his dry erase board marker. Oh, no. <laughs> and he literally took the, pe- the took it and then slowly traced out. Now, you're here, oh, and you're going to go down over oh, here wow. and then across over here yeah. and up around here. And I'm like, why don't you just have a map yes. or have a sign or this is the dumbest way to do this. Yeah, again, <laughs> slowing, laminated piece of paper. slowing down the works, man. Just like say, here, here's, here's the thing. Like. Anyway, I, I, I can't say enough about Diamond Elite because despite all of that waiting and waiting and waiting, I parked three rows from the gate. There you go. Okay, good. And that's good. that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, we go into the park, and long story short, literally half the park is closed. Oh. Half the like, right. They, they have 10 roller coasters at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. Five were operating. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, and same thing. The flat rides were the same thing. So many, many of the flat rides were closed. I would say more than half of the flat rides were closed. All of the water rides were closed. Uh, the, the Superman uh, Power Tower or Scream, I think, wh- whichever one is for their uh, their drop ride at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, has the three towers. Yeah. Only one tower was operating. Oh, boy. And that, I mean, that was the whole that was the whole park. Um, so I got my rides in on the five coasters that were operating. We went to uh, we got on Goliath and did that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman was a pretty long wait. Right. We waited like 40 minutes for Wonder Woman. And that's cool. We knew that that was going to happen. But sure, we got sure. We went there at the beginning of the day and that was fine. Um, and then. When we were walking around, we were like, wait a minute, there's nothing else open. This is when we realized it. We're like, why are we walking past all of these closed things? Superman is closed. Pandemonium is closed. Poltergeist is closed. Yeah. And then we get around and we ride the kitty coaster. We go through the kitty land and I'm like, oh, I got to get on that kitty ride. Get that credit. Ride the kitty coaster. Then we walk around to Iron Rattler. And by now, Iron Rattler's queue is the entire queue line and spilling out into the midway. Oh boy! Because there's no not enough rides open. Everybody's going to the same five open. roller coasters. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And so we're like, well, this is ridiculous. We don't want to do this. Let's walk around and see if we can find something else. And at this point, we're really noticing that everything is closed. So Roadrunner Express was open, but the line was spilling out onto the midway. Yeah. And then we were like, let's go check on Pandemonium. That was the one we hadn't seen yet. We walk all the way back. This is the spinning coaster. Also closed. Walk all the way back. It's like, guys, what do you want to do? Because we don't want to wait in any of these lines. This is lame. Should we just go home? And this is when I was like tweeting. <laughs> I was yeah, taking yeah. pictures uh-huh. of all of the closed signs. Sure. The, the, the new dark ride, the pirates ride, it was open, but the queue was ridiculous. Was spilling all, all the way out into the midway. Wow. Um, we decided that I was going to give the kids some money so they could go to the arcade because that's what they really wanted to do. And I would use my diamond elite to get two cut the line passes. One for Roadrunner Express. And one for Iron Rattler, the yeah. two rides that are open that I haven't ridden yet. Uh-huh. And I go up the Iron Rattler uh, fast lane. Mike, this is one of those, you know how you get the fast lane or the cut the line and you're like, this is great. And you go up and then 
the end of that line dumps you right there at the roller coaster. Yes. Yeah. And you say, I have cut the line. And they say, any row you'd like, sir. Iron Rattler dumps you like six switchbacks. Oh, no. (laughs) So you're still waiting in the huge line. Yeah. I still waited 45 minutes. Oh. Come no on. joke. Still waited 45 minutes for Iron Rattler. If you if you're familiar with this ride, it boards up high, right? Like you go like a, a story and a half up. Yeah. And so there's a lot of queue on the ground, and then you kind of zigzag up the ramp. Then once you're up top, you still zigzag back and forth like three times, and then you zigzag once more with just um yeah. the the poles or whatever, and then you get in the line. There were only there were running one train. <laughs> And that is a long <laughs> Come ride. On. Yes, that's a that's a really long ride. And it's slow to board because everybody has to walk across to stow their stuff in cubbies yeah. and then come back and not fit. Are they kidding? Like on a day where they've got five roller coasters open, they're only running one train? Are they kidding? And and they were training. Oh. So uh, they see, you see the ride operators and everybody's wearing blue except like two kids that are wearing red. And you can tell that they're training because they're the ones that are going through very, very slowly. And like, I need to look at each seatbelt correctly. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Did I look at that seatbelt correctly? Oh, hey, excuse me, trainer. When I look at this seatbelt, should I look at the top of the seatbelt, the bottom oh. of the seatbelt, or both sides of the seatbelt? Oh, okay, thanks. I'll do it again. Okay, let me look at this seatbelt yeah, again. Just slowing it oh, down. Yeah. My gosh, it was bonkers. So, yeah, it was like it was like 45 minutes when – Awesome ride. All right. Oh, okay, we, so you, you, yeah, you Road did Run, like the ride, Road though. Runner yeah. Express. Now let me do this. Roadrunner Express, they cut the line right to the top. Okay, there you go. That's a good, at that least. Okay, awesome. yeah. Okay. And I like that ride a lot. So, okay, let's talk about these. Iron Rattler, great. My favorite RMC, for sure. My, mine, um, too. I, mine, too. I really worked hard to put the queue line out of my head. I love Outlaw Run at night. That was so much fun when we were at Silver Dollar City. But I think uh, I, I think Iron Rattler is going to be my new favorite. It had some really, really cool moments to it. Yeah, I think Iron Rattler is my favorite RMC, but also the best-placed RMC of anyone that I've been on. And actually one of the best-placed roller coasters anywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I think it's awesome. I love the I love the, the cliff, the whole thing. Um, so Iron Rattler is great. I was really confused by the train. It's got the dumbest train design. Is the train design supposed to be like... It's a metal box with a snake (laughs) breaking out of it. Because it's got the snake face on the front and it's got the tail on the back. It's brown with like metal trim and rivets is what each of the cars looks like. But the head car has a snake face like sticking out. And then the back car has a rattlesnake tail sticking out. Yeah. So I don't know if it's... I don't know what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, the other question I had, the rattle sound that the coaster makes, is that a thing that they did on purpose? I don't know. I didn't even know it made a rattle sound. Is it is it like a rattlesnake sound? No, there's like a vibration to it that makes like a really loud. Oh, I don't know. For points in the ride. And I don't know if that's just a happy coincidence or not. <laughs> it might be. It but might like, just be. Some of the more intense moments. I mean, it's an older RMC, so maybe it's starting to show its age that way. I don't know. Yeah. Let me ask you, what was your favorite part of the ride? Because you've got the first drop, but then you've got that that other drop that comes off the quarry wall down to the water. That's really cool. Drops, 
the drops are great. I mean, it has really great drops, and I really like the quarry wall stuff. Yeah. My favorite element, though, I would have to say, is when you first get up to the top of the quarry wall, and there's that little bunny hop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just shoots you out of your seat. I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's a great. That's a great moment of a, a, a negative G's. Did they have the lights on in the tunnel when you go into the quarry wall tunnel? Mm, I saw like LED rainbow light bars, but oh, they yeah. weren't really doing it. Oh, okay. Because when I when I wrote it, it was really lit up in there, and it was cool. They had like all these like strobing lights and things going on. I like that. that was neat. No, they they were definitely not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, so I love, I think that at least you got to ride that of all of them. But then you got to, to go across the park and you did ride Wonder Woman, which I think is like the headlining roller coaster there right now. That that ride was really, really cool. I, I The theming I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, the, the whole park is weird, though. Six Flags needs to figure out what they're doing with Looney Tunes because it's just weird. It, I, it feels really weird. Like three times when I'm in the park, and this happens every time I go to a Six Flags park, I'll overhear some grandpa explaining to a kid who Sylvester is. Yeah. Yeah. Because kids don't know these characters. No. Right. They, and I'm sorry, but you can't put speedy Gonzalez on a sign that says, hurry up, come this way on the lay. It's like, that's a little bit, you can't yeah, do that. Yeah. Well, I guess have those characters been used in anything in pop culture since space jam? I don't no. think so. Right. Sometimes you see bugs bunny in a commercial, just, but well, they did a new, there was like a new cartoon series, but that doesn't have the old style that they're still using. Yeah. Well, and it's weird because, I'm in the Wonder Woman queue and it has this epic DC comics music, which cycles, of course, like every six minutes. Yeah. And the beginning of the song, again, this is so DC comics music. You're standing there in the queue, just minding your own business when all of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) like that sound, whatever that big sound is yeah that's in the movies just pounding at you and then this and then the theme song starts wow but so you're there and you go you're going through like there's the 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 columns and the and the greek columns or whatever of wonder woman the big signs that tell the wonder woman origin story there's like flames on torches and things for wonder woman there's bushes and all of this landscaping and there's the water and then there's a big tv that's playing a Bugs Bunny witch hazel cartoon. Oh, yeah. That's weird. It's like, uh-huh. what? Yeah. Why are you doing that? That is so odd. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, that whole section of that, that whole Wonder Woman Q-Line experience is great. The water was kind of icky, and I don't know if it's supposed to have fountains or maybe not be so icky, but it was kind of fun to look down in there and be like, oh, there's a hat. Oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a season pass. Oh, yeah. there's, yeah, there's a drink bottle. Theming. 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 Yeah, Theming. They, this, yeah, they were this ride. They were doing really, really good operations on. I'll say that. So they okay, must good. be like doing special training and making sure people know what's up. This ride has a continuous load capability. Oh, and I would say that they were doing pretty good with it. I would maybe every fourth or fifth train they'd have to stop. Yeah, but you're supposed to be able to get out of this thing, get out of the way. The next person comes in, they lock you down, and you're off. Now this is a weird. It's a weird load because it's eight, uh, eight cars. Each car, one person. Yeah, right. And so it feels really weird that way. But you get in there and they do the over-the-shoulder restraints and they lock you in. Um, And it was so – I don't know what part of this I want to tell first. I I loved the ride. It was a surprise to me how forceful it was. I was not expecting it to be so forceful. Uh Uh Um, Every turn, every change in elevation – 
you were pushed in this seat up, down, left or right. Wow. That's cool. Absolutely. Uh And you were thrown all over the place very comfortably, but it was just way, way more forceful than I thought it was going to be. And you know now why it's um, one person in the middle is to keep those forces where they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are pushing you so much. Um, I wish this ride was longer. Not in that I would want to keep doing the same stuff, but I wouldn't mind having some space in between. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. So if you throw me to the left and then you throw me up and then you throw me down, I, I wouldn't mind going straight for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> just know? a little break, a little breather. Yeah. Yeah. But a time, but no, it, this thing is just intense the whole time. The weirdest thing happened though. The weirdest thing happened. So you're, you're boarding this thing. You're over the water. You go up a little bit of stairs to get to the platform and you can see the cliff all around you because you're inside the quarry at this point, right? Mm-hmm. You can see all of it, but you can't obviously see over the top of the quarry, but right. this ride is pretty tall right there next to the wall. You get up pretty close to the top of the wall. I'm in the second car. I think we go clack, 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 clack. Up to the top, and as we come over the top of the lift hill, no joke, standing on the edge of the quarry wall is a guy. <laughs> He's just up just, there. Just a dude with, like, khaki pants and a blue button-down shirt waving both arms like he's just trying to signal for attention. <laughs> And I wave to him, and then he starts doing this weird dance. <laughs> and then I was gone, right? I wonder who the hell that was. Like it's the it... weirdest, weirdest thing. Yeah. Because there's nothing up there. Who was and that? I, I have no idea or how he got there. Maybe it was a ghost. I have no idea. I but don't he know. Was there. That's weird he because that's Six Flags property, but I don't think you can climb up there as a guest. Was it a maintenance guy? Who knows? What, why was he dancing? That's I weird. Have no idea. Well, no, he's, he was absolutely waving at the Wonder Woman train. Yeah. And he was doing it on purpose just for the people that were riding Wonder Woman. Wow. wow. Whatever it was that he was doing. Well, at the end of the day, I said, we have to find out where that was. And we drove around and there's like a big upscale shopping area um, and uh, hotels. But you can't access that space. No. I mean, there's fences. Yeah. We, I was like, maybe I didn't notice a fence and he was actually behind a fence and there really is like a path and you can go up there and, you know, who knows? What, yeah, look no, at there's the park. no way to get to where he was. He jumped the fence and was wanted to dance for, for people. He that's to, that's to weird. That people. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, it because so like, cool. yeah, because from what you could tell, like there was nothing stopping him from jumping off the cliff, right? Oh, like no, he, was, he yeah. was, no, he, yeah, he was probably 10 feet away from the edge of the cliff. Jeez. He just wanted to see like people. To yeah. He's probably excited every time somebody came over the lift hill. Yeah. It's <laughs> hey. pretty, uh, wow. Yeah. So, so, so Fiesta Texas overall, this experience was not great. The park was fine. It looked like a great park. It looked like a very, very nice park, a very yeah. fun park. Yeah. Um, I didn't get on a lot. There was a lot that I wish I could have ridden. Um, so Fiesta Texas, I will probably come back. Yeah, it's a bummer because you went so far for it. You know, it's not like you live in San Antonio and you could be like, oh, I'll come back another day. It's it's a difficult trip for you. So that's hard when the parks don't live up to what they're supposed to do for people who are so far away. No, oh, and I saw a couple of people on Twitter. They were like, Six Flags Fiesta sucks today. We left and went to SeaWorld. So there's a reason to go back to. Yeah, there you go. SeaWorld. That, two day yeah, thing yeah. SeaWorld. They've got some good coasters at SeaWorld there, too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. 
Um, I believe right around the time you were there, I actually went for my first theme park visit of the year to Busch Gardens, Williamsburg. And, and the reason that it was special for me is I got to take my daughter, Emma, for the first time into a real park. And that Excellent. was so cool. Um, it was just it was it was neat because it's something I've always dreamed about doing. And uh, the funny thing was, like, she's, you know, four and a half months old. So her coming in there, it's the same as being at home, I think. You know, like, sure, there's more people and there's colorful things to see. But, uh, you know, those first couple minutes of coming into the park, she's just kind of like, oh, well, this is more people than I've ever seen before. I guess that's cool. But <laughs> This is more everything that I've ever experienced <laughs> yeah. in my entire life. But it was so fun to push her around in the stroller that day. And this was just such a different theme park day for me because I rode one roller coaster. The whole day. I rode Apollo's chariot because, of course. Did she fit in the cubby? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, here you go. We're going to set you here. No, and thankfully. Then, thankfully you, got, you got a locker. I yeah, mean, yeah, you're yeah, responsible yeah. to well, leave her. You those know, those lockers are air conditioned and they're big enough. You could put no. No, seriously. Like, she was she was fine with people and stuff. So I went and uh, rode the Apollo's chariot. There were some nice kids who said, hey, sir. And that's a thing, man. When you're like get older and kids start calling you sir, that starts getting weird. But sir, hey, there's an empty seat up there. You can take that. So I got on right away. No wait for Apollo's chariot in its 20th season. Brand new paint on the roller coaster. Given great rides, just like always. So I felt good about that. Wrote in the moment back of silence seat. for the goose. I know the goose. This this past week was when Fabio got hit in the face with the goose. That's right. The real anniversary. That was the actual anniversary date. Yep. Can we please do like a true crimes? style podcast here at Costa Radio <laughs> about that goose incident. Like it came it, up too fast. It came up it snuck up on us. I know it snuck up, but I think we could still do it sometime this year. Okay. Do you think Bush would talk about it? We have some friends at Bush Gardens. Would they talk about it twenty years later? Like is it okay to talk about now? Or would they be like, when oh I, we don't you know we don't want to give it I remember that that uh, that it was coming up that week. I, this was last week. Was it uh, March 29th? Yeah. I think is the actual date, right? Uh -huh. um, and it, it was like the 27th. I was like, oh, shoot. How come we didn't plan this better? And I was like, Fabio.com. Hey, there's an email for a publicist. Yeah. <laughs> we well, can try. I, I think we could get him on and just say, hey, will you come? Like, we don't want to make fun. We just want to talk about what the heck happened and if he still gets comments about it to this day. I wonder if he's nice or a jerk. I, who knows? That's the question. I don't know. Boy, he could be either, right? He could be like the coolest, nicest guy, or he could totally be an a-hole. Yeah. I wonder if there's that's wow. out there. If that, but that's so. His website's really bad too. Oh, is it really bad? <laughs> oh. find his website. It's like straight out of yeah. 1999. <laughs> I'd love to have him on though and just talk about that. That'd be so good. And then have like one of the original publicists from that time talk about. Because imagine their what were they thinking that day when Fabio got hit in the face with a goose on their brand new hyper coaster? Like, come on. Like, what What are the odds of that? Right. Exactly. What are the odds? Oh, That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Supposedly, Fabio was cool about it, though. Like, he was just saying, like, hey, I hope the park does some things so this doesn't happen to somebody else. Like, he didn't go wild. And, you know, and his face is his moneymaker. So, who knows? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That that picture. I wonder how what, if you could blow that up to, like, a poster. Well, that should be the <laughs> Remember on the holiday gift guide, there was an artist who was actually making prints of it. Like, like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. I'd love to get a couple of my hands on a couple of those. We can give them away as prizes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, get the Etsy shops. There you send go. it. Yeah. PO Box 3399, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402. There you go. Yeah, it's right there on Etsy. But yeah, a back row ride in a polished chariot was fantastic. That was great. Um, another thing that I got to do was finally get on Battle for Ire. 
which is their yes. virtual reality ride. I've been wanting to ride that for a long time. Finally got a chance to. EB, I think it is the best implementation I have seen on any ride of virtual reality. Like now, how, how they did it. The, the best VR because it fit with the physical motion? Or are you talking about the best implement implementation with the rider experience getting into the VR? Cause that's the thing that they have, right? Is that yes. you put on the mask and then you snap on the headset to make that experience a little bit better than clunky putting on the yes. thing. I would say both. Um, first it like that. It was very comfortable because they give you this mask and it's all part of the story that you're like becoming like one of the leprechauns or whatever. But then when you sit into the seat, the goggles are right there next to you on your right hand. You pick it up and you you even just like start moving it to your eyes and the magnets snap. So it's done. It's perfect. And it was so funny. Like I had to laugh as people were moving into the simulator. Everybody was like fighting to sit in the middle. And it's because you're so used to doing that, right? Like you, you oh, don't. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because people are like, no, no, no. I don't want to go to the edge. I want to sit in the middle. And I'm like. Hey, dummies, you're going to be wearing something on your head. You could sit anywhere. So, you know, but but it was really cool and it was kind of weird to sit in a motion simulator with goggles on because the, the neatest part is that you could look in all directions. You could look behind you and the show was still going on. It was really now, cool. Now, you're in the motion simulator. Is it what style is it? Is it one platform with like multiple rows or is it? the style where it's like you're in pairs and your seats move. It's like the old star tours type. It's like one big, you know, theater style okay. seating. So everybody's and, and, and in the a, entire you know. theater moves. Yes. Yes. And so like, so the, they did have a big screen in front of you that gave you the instructions of what to do. But then once you put the goggles on, you were in the virtual world. And were you in the virtual world? Were you sitting in a room with 24 other people or no. were you alone? You were alone. So it was like okay, as soon so as you – so it wasn't yeah. – so I mean because that would be a thing that you would want to sit in the middle maybe if you were in this transport of 24 other people. But no, you weren't. You were by yourself at that yes. point. Yes. So as soon as you put on the goggles, you're kind of sitting in this, I don't know, like Roman amphitheater type thing. And then a fairy comes over and she lifts you up and you start flying on the dragon's back and – it was really, really cool, and they were blowing cold air on you, which was nice, because when you're on those motion simulators, especially when you're not using your own eyes you know, to look at the screen or look around you, uh, that cool air kind of helps. But I was actually really impressed. I think that's the best thing they've had in that motion simulator since way back in the 80s when they had Questor, which was the original ride that was in there. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really cool. Now, would you want to see more of this did you did you like the story that that's the other question i thought i mean i thought the story was really good it was it was like good enough you know like i was really more interested in the technology and what was going on and being able to look all around i think what's cool is that they could probably switch that out very easily for like another show mm -hmm. or even a holiday version of a show or even a halloween show or something i i think that's what's cool about it i'd like to see other parks do this type of thing though you know, either with no. motion simulators or other type of rides. I, I I think it's great, but I think Busch Gardens solved the the problem of how to get the goggles on and off. That's awesome. So, wh what about the? Um, would you prefer if you had a choice? Would you prefer um, a popular IP or a totally original storyline and characters? That's a good question. I th I think a popular IP would be cool, depending on what it was. But well, um, see, and that's the thing is, I'm not going to let you choose. Hmm. You just have to decide if you want to go with an IP because because that's the thing with an IP. If it's like, oh, I would love to go on that motion simulator. Oh, it's Angry Birds. Yeah. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. See, I think then that I do like the original 
story and original characters because I would I would not be pumped for an Angry Birds motion simulator virtual reality ride. But I was pumped for this because it really did fit in with the land and the story and all that stuff. I thought it was really good. Right, but what if it was um, How to Train Your Dragon? Eh, that might be neat. See, I think okay. it just depends on the IP, but I, I like that they went with something that was their own. Now, and have we seen these, these these magnetic snappy goggles anywhere else yet? Not that I know of. I haven't I seen it done like this. I why not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they patented it, you know, and it's a Bush SeaWorld Parks type thing, but I thought it was great. It was so simple. That's what was great, and virtual reality, every other time I've done it, has just taken too long. That's the thing. Right, right, right. It'll be interesting. I'd lo- I'd love to see this put in more places. Then, if it's if it is that good, um, you know, Bush Gardens is is one of those parks that I went to, and I did, and it's now on you know the bottom of my list of parks to go to. But this and you know this isn't enough to make me go back. Right, right. Away. right. Well, they've actually got for this year Finnegan's Flyer. That's the I know, yeah, you know, yeah. the the big scream and swing, and it's on. It's in an incredible place. Once that's really built. And I'm hoping we get a chance to go and cover it for the show in a couple weeks. That'd be really cool. Um, they also have something really great in the Fest House. They have a brew, like a brew house in the back, like a room that yes. you go in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember when you did this on the uh, Theme Park News. Yeah. Um, you did a trip report about this. So t- Yeah, talk about this. Yeah. How many beers on tap? Like 40? Yeah, they had like 30 or 40 beers on tap. And they have something back there where you can actually purchase a stein with your name on it and then leave it there. And then you come back, and I think it's like $119 for the Stein, but then you get $5 beers for the rest of the year. So And your Stein stays on the shelf yes. in the park. Yeah, so you don't have to bring in your Stein. It's just there, and then you get to take the Stein home at the end of the year. That's so, kind of fun. So I don't know. It's like half off beer because the beers are basically around 10 bucks. So if you're there a lot and you're lo- a local and you come to Bush Gardens for – you know, a couple times a week or something, and you want to have a beer, that might are be the, worth it. Are the Steins real, or are they, like, cheap plastic? No, they're real. They're, I, look, I saw them. They're real. They look good. Are they metal or ceramic? Uh, I think they're a combination of both. I think they have, okay. like, metal tops, and, like, you know, they, were, they looked really good. So I think they, they look cool. Yeah. Do they have a date? Like, would you collect these? I think you could, because I think they did have, um, if I remember correctly, looking at them, they would have, like, you know, this was the one for this season. But it actually did look really good. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you if you if you were going to Bush Gardens and you had a season pass, and you got two beers every time. Yeah, and you wanted to have a sweet souvenir. And I gotta say, this was really incredible. There are places here in the D.C. area where you can go, and they have like forty or fifty beers on tap, including ciders, including mm-hmm. like the sour stuff and the sweet stuff. That's what they had here, so you could actually buy a flight of beer, like four of them, for you know, little like two or three ounce pours, uh, to try different ones. I, I thought it was a great idea. There were people back there just having fun and, like, taking time off from the park. Uh, we went back there. We had a pretzel. We had two flights just to try different things. It was really great. So I'm, I'm glad that Bush is doing that. I'd like to see more parks doing that. I think uh, Lagoon, we were talking about on Theme Park News from Costa Radio this week, actually opening a beer house for the first time since 1979, um, having beer at Lagoon. So I think more parks are going to do this. It's kind of a fun adult thing that you can have just to make the experience a little different. Yeah, if if you can find more niche things that you can spin off some of the crowds into for an hour or so, then that's great. I mean, this is no different than, you know, building a dedicated kitty land to suck up the families. You build a beer house and, and suck up a couple of the adults. Yeah. You know, get them, out, get them off the midway for a while. Yeah. I got one last story before we, we close up that happened there. It was just so funny. And it, as it was happening, I started immediately smiling 
and thinking of Coaster Radio because I was like, oh, I, I get to tell this story on, on the show. So anyway, we're leaving the park and we decided to use the Skyway to get to the front of the park because Emma was starting to melt down. Like she was mm-hmm. like, I'm done. I don't want I don't want you to hold me. I don't want to be in the stroller. So we're like, all right, we can't walk all the way around. We were at the back of the park in Germany. So we were riding the Skyway trying to get to the main gate. And of course, that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's there with all their kids. And so the Skyway wait is about, the, the queue is full. So it's about a 20 minute wait. And mm. we had just finished eating. But our eyes were bigger than our stomachs, so we had a, a piece of chocolate cake that was there. And so we were like, oh, let's not throw out this cake. Let's bring it home. We could eat it tomorrow or the next day or something. So we're in line, and Emma's taken care of, but I'm holding the stroller, which is folded up, and I've got this piece of chocolate cake on a plate. And I'm j- juggling. I'm juggling these things. On a plate. I've got it on a plate. You, it's I, not I, on a, in a container. No, I asked at the place. I was like, do you guys have a little plastic thing I could put this in? Even like some saran wrap, just something. And No, nope, like, just a floppy paper plate. No, they're like, here's, here you go. For your Keep, gigantic, yes. heavy chocolate cake. Yes. But I was like, I'm not throwing out this cake. We bought it. We're taking it home. So I, <laughs> so I'm holding the cake. I'm holding the stroller. And I can tell I'm getting stressed because Emma's screaming. It's late. We got got to still got a two and a half hour drive home. I'm getting a little stressed here, and I'm holding this cake, and I'm just trying to focus on moving through the queue and getting on to the sky ride so we can get home and not well, drop your cake. Yeah, not drop the cake either. But I'm doing pretty well. I'm 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 doing it. So I'm, we're in the queue, and the queue's moving, and I see this like douchebag just staring at me, and he's smiling. And it's like, I don't know how, he's like 22 or something. And he's oh, there. Oh, no. Is he excited to tell you you can't take the cake on? No. Well, no. He, he, that's what I thought he was because he's smiling. And I could see that he's revving up to, like, say something in front of all his friends, something smart. And so he gets close to me. He's like, what are you doing with that cake, man? Oh. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing with that cake? And I was like, well, as you can see, we haven't eaten it yet. And uh, we, <laughs> we're just going to take it home. You don't have a fork, man. You don't have, where's your fork? You don't have a fork. What? And I was like, yeah, because I'm not going to eat it now. And I'm realizing, like, why am I engaging with this dude? Like, I don't want to. And his girlfriend is there, and she's, like, so embarrassed because, like, he's just, like, she's like, why are you talking to him? Why don't you leave him alone? And all his friends who are with him don't care. They're like, hey, we're just trying to get out of the park. And so, thankfully, like, we move away from each other in the queue. But then I see him coming back around, and he's right because like, you're in the switchbacks, and yeah. it's like, okay, we're never gonna cross again. Yeah, so here he comes again, and you can tell he's trying to think of something interesting. And wouldn't you know it? Like, damn it! Right as he gets near, the cake flips over, so it's not <gasps> sitting up straight. No. It flips over onto the plate. It's still there. On okay, the plate. still on the plate. It's it's still just on falls the plate. Over. Okay. It just falls over because I'm like, I'm trying to help with Emma. I've got the stroller in one hand, the cake in the other. It's like I'm holding a pizza in the air or something. And so he comes. Hey, man, you should just eat that cake, man, because, you know, you're going to drop that cake, man. And he keeps saying, man, like, hey, man, the cake, man. He's very concerned. He's very up in your cake business. Like, why are you in my cake business? Like, leave me alone. (laughs) And so at at this point, I'm starting to get mad because I'm frustrated. And I'm like, get this dude out of my face. And I, for a second, I thought, I'm going to put this cake in the dude's face. I'm just going to, like, put it in his face. I thought about it for a second because I was like, what is he going to do? What's going to happen? Accident, drop it on his shoes. Oh, that would even be better. Yeah. But I finally looked at him and I was like, don't worry about my damn cake. I'm good. I'm good. 
And the dude backed off a little bit at that point. But so, and then I felt a little batty because I was like, I, I didn't need to like, you know, be angry with him. So we turn the cue again. And this time he walks right by me. He's like, I know not to mess with this dude. Because he's like, he's upset about the he's cake. he's psycho about yeah. his cake. Yeah, and this guy <laughs> might get angry just... and might actually push the cake. So then... He's just, he's just doing like cake small talk. Yeah. And you weren't you were having I, it. I wasn't having it. I wasn't having it. But then this does have a happy story, or a happy ending to the story, because we're, I'm finally at the front of the queue, and I see that he and his buddies are now getting on to one of the big cable cars ahead of me. And he kind of... He flies by me on the cable car as I'm standing there in the queue. And I raised my cake to him and smiled. <laughs> and he smiled back and he gave me a big thumbs up. So there, there it was. You go. So it's like, he look, went, my cake survived yeah. all the way through the queue line. And he was like, you did it, man. Yeah. He went I off in the your, night. My expectations were low, but you did it. <laughs> he gave me a big thumbs up and a big smile. It was so funny. So I, the next day, I saw you through the adversity, man. Yeah, yeah. I had a bite of the cake the next day in that dude's honor, and I kept thinking, like, I wonder if that dude listens to the show. Wouldn't that be funny if he was like, you know, didn't and he know. was secretly yeah. just messing with you the whole time? Yeah, is my Collins's cake, man? <laughs> Where's your fork, man? He didn't have a freaking fork, guys. Did you see That's that? So why would you do that to somebody? And it's tell so them? weird. It's like, but- you should have been like, I have a full set of cutlery in my backpack, dude. You yeah. don't even know me. <laughs> yeah, but why, why do you care I, so much? I brought in my grandmother's silver. I just, I find it weird, like, what people choose to care about. And the, the cake, that I was holding a piece of cake and didn't have a fork. He was very, very concerned. So, how, anyway. How big, I mean, when you say you got cake at a theme park, and I'm, I'm imagining, like, a German chocolate cake that is, like, Big. No, see, I would understand if I was walking around with one of those that's like ridiculous, like a quarter size of a of a round birthday cake. If it was like a foot tall or something and I'm carrying it around, I could see why he would say something in that case. This was like a small little piece of birthday cake. It was like so tiny. It was like something you could eat in three bites if you wanted to. It was that small. Yeah, this was just like a regular slice of cafeteria. No, no, no. If I was walking around with a big gigantic showpiece, I could understand why people would want to come up and talk about it but this is like if you walked around with like a piece of cake that you'd buy at like mcdonald's or something you know or like someplace that would have a little piece of cake that's all it was now what's really funny is that when he said you should just eat that cake man (laughs) hey man then if you wanted to eat the cake you wouldn't be able to (laughs) that's right yeah yeah because then he would come around because he told you to is that cake tasty man i should you followed my advice man eating the cake you're like Damn it. Yeah. You know, I, I, should, I should have just split the cake with him and said, here, man, let's eat it together. You and me. Let's eat it right now. You and me. You and me. Or I should have offered to his girlfriend and been like, hey, <laughs> you and I are going to eat this cake right now. You look like you like cake. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You want some cake? Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man, your girlfriend's eating my cake, man. Yeah. So anyway. No fork, man. Just yeah. using her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Feed her the cake. We're getting married, man. I'm gonna feed her the cake. <laughs> oh, here you go in the in the chat room here. Live Tuesday night, you can watch the show uh, live.coastradio.com. AMS Tech Guy says well, maybe he was selling uh, forks. That's right. He could have in his backpack. Like, hey, I'll sell you. Maybe that was the thing. Is he was like doing this like slow sell. Yeah, maybe so. It never came through. Yeah, he just wasn't he was, a good he enough. He was waiting for you to say, "I would eat it, but I don't have a fork." Yeah. He's like, "I've got you." Yeah. Let me show you my wares. He'd open up his jacket. He's got them right? all in his jacket. He's yeah. watches in the 80s in New York City. Yeah, but it's all forks. I got but plastic ones. I got metal right. ones. I got polymers. 
Like the Blue Raja yeah, they... from, uh, from Mystery Men. Jeez. There's some weird dudes, man. There's some weird dudes out there. That dude, this dude was weird. And his girlfriend just looked embarrassed by his behavior. And I was just getting, I was so angry. I was tired and angry. He had Uh, many flights of beer. Maybe that was. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Yeah. Hey, man. What do you do with that beer, man? Glad you had a good time. That was, that was your first park visit of the year. Yes, that was, that was. So I'm excited. That was the first of hopefully many. And wrap it up here with Bush Gardens. How long have they been open so far this year? I mean, they're not a year-round park. That was uh, that was their opening weekend. So I think they've only been weekend. open two um, two weekends. So how was this, operations then? I, operations were great. They were running at you know perfect capacity. Well, Polish Chariot had two trains running. Um, Alpengeist was all the all the rides were running. There wasn't anything that was well, down. Not you, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I wish I wish Six Flags had been for you because you, like you saw, it's a great park when it's running correctly. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be giving lots of Six Flags parks a chance this year. I've got my I've got my pass, so I'm gonna be going to parks. I'm, I might try to make it down to Georgia in the next month or so. Uh, I got to get up to Six Flags Great America in the next couple of months. I might be doing a uh, a trip back to D.C. Good. Six Flags America, Mike. Maybe we can meet up. Oh, I I I'd go. I do a little Six Flags America. Let's do it. Why not? Right. That'd be great. All right, great. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for being here with us. Next week is our listener question show. We're really excited about that. We're going to drop format and go through all of your questions about the podcast, about theme parks, about pop culture, whatever you want. We're going to answer it right here at Coaster Radio. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a really fun show. That's a long-standing traditional show that we d- have done here at coastradio.com for years and years. And it's great because it's about topics of the day, what's happening in the industry, but also um, listener questions about the podcast itself or even off-topic questions. So that's all next week. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And all of this, everything that you're hearing is thanks to our supporters at patreon.com slash coastradio. That's right, patreon.com slash Radio. If you like this show and you want to keep the content coming, you want to help Mike buy an extra slice of cake when he needs one, then go to patreon.com slash Radio and pledge your support. It's a monthly pledge, and so if you think the podcast is worth a buck, then you can pledge a buck, and that's great. We want to thank everybody who goes and finds out about perks, bonus content, and more, and pledges their support, especially those at the $20 level. They are Alan Bergfield, Brad Brinkman, John Brody, Rick Burnley, Stephen Coriel, Dan the T-Shirt Guy Miller, Tony DePhillips, French Coaster, Marshall the Big Easy Hider, Timmy Young, Matt from Yorkshire, Neil Patrick Harris, Jordan Hill, Brian Cawson, Kevin Magali, Chris Rankin, David Sakala, David Yowanowicz, The Y Family, Kevin Wilson, and Tom from Louisville. That's right, and we also want to say a big thank you to our honorary executive producers, CoasterAddict.com, Todd Houts, Slater, Brian Wackler, and Jason Wade. That's it for this week's show. Thank you guys so much for being here, and we will see you next week with listener questions. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission.